that, that's crazy. The Mesopotamians have a goddess that was about love, fertility, and warfare. Well, love is a battlefield. Anyway. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve. Hello everyone and welcome to Trophy Horses. This is episode 331 and we've got quite a different look this week. Uh, I was having some issues with my microphone earlier and Yield has since disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, he's off, probably gone off to his man cave to play some video games, much like Bruce Wayne heads to the Batcave. So uh, this week it's just going to be me and Roberto who, uh, big shout out to Roberto, helped me figure out what was wrong with my microphone. What's up everyone? Uh, how's everyone? Uh, happy New Year. Uh, happy welcome to 2018. It's been a hell of a week. And yeah, uh, Skype can go and eat a bag of apples because uh, they just decided to have this wonderful uh, workaround where they, uh, Alex here was using the desktop Skype. I was using classic Skype. You can't, re you can't uh, uh, really communicate with each other via microphone, apparently. So... Uh, between those formats. So, yeah, that was uh, quite an interesting troubleshoot, but we managed to get it done, and uh, here we are. I think we managed to rip through every page of the internet to try to find a solution, and, of course, the last solution that we come up with is the correct one to fix the problem. Now, even though it's just the two of us, we've got quite, uh, we've got some, some juicy news this week. Uh, before we get into the latest news, we're going to share our updated trophy count with you. Roberto, you were just looking at yours on PSN Profiles. What's your total count this week? Okay, so since I was last on the show, uh, my count is 10,595. I got a new platinum, 32 platinum, 400 gold, 1,700 silver, and 8,463 bronze. It's uh, 30, level 35 at 17%. Um, so yeah, been uh, really uh, working hard. Level 35, that uh, you're a high, higher level than even Tricky, and Tricky always likes to crow about his level whenever I talk about how I have more platinums than he does. So, I'll do the rundown. Uh, I am level 30. I have 6,425 total trophies and 96 platinums in 95 games. I have gotten two platinums since I was last on the show. I missed last episode, but I have gotten two platinums in that time. Tricky is a level 33. His total trophy count is 8,468, and his platinum count is 79. Now, I will say that I got these off PlayStation profiles. I updated them on PlayStation profiles, but... They, uh, hopefully they're accurate. Sid's count actually on the, uh, the agenda was more than what his PlayStation profiles. So I don't know exactly if these are accurate, but I'm sure that we'll suss that out in a later episode. Yield is level 25. He has 4,847 trophies and 73 platinums. Steve is level 14 with 1,768 platinums and still remain at, sorry, 1,768 total trophies. It'd be insane if he had that many platinums. And uh, he still is stuck on four Platinums. And last but not least is Sid. The man from across the pond is level 27. He's got a total trophy count of 5,887 and a Platinum count of 78. Now that we've got that formal business out of the way, let's talk about what we've been playing. And Roberto, since you're the guest, I will always let you go first. All right, so 
the Juicy Platinum Trophy came from a nice little video game called Vostok Inc. from Nosebleed Interactive and Badland Publishing. So, a little bit about that game. We've all heard of The Wolf of Wall Street, a wonderful Martin Scorsese R-rated comedy starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, and the very lovely Margot Robbie. Imagine if you were The Wolf of Wall Street in space. Maybe my, uh, more of a PG-13 rating than an R rating, but nonetheless in that same kind of uh, caliber. Vostok Inc. has you and your uh, sidekick Jimmy basically conquering the entire galaxy via capitalism. You take off in your space yacht, which is kind of like your mobile headquarters, and your objective is to shoot all your competitors and, of course, colonize every planet in the galaxy of the Milky Way with capitalistic invest investments. So we're talking about factories, we're talking about uh, schools, R&D technologies, uh, education, fuel, everything. So the game is kind of a twin-stick space shooter where you go across space shooting enemies, uh, big and small, and also uh, mining for uh, shooting asteroids. Everything that you shoot gives you moolah, which is the game's currency. Because, you know, so you gotta make that moolah. When you land on the planet, you throw down as many factories as you want. So you could literally have like three or four hundred like oil refineries, for example. And each thing you throw down gives you so much moolah per second. So it's kind of like a like a clicker or counter, clicker, counter, raising type of game. If, if you're familiar with uh, the Cookie Master browser game, which is a good way to teach um, computer JavaScript. Uh, it's something like that. So, you know, you're constantly earning moolah every second that you're playing the game. Um, I started watch, playing the game over the summer of last year, uh, poured in about 30 hours before I got the Platinum. Every single step of the game was rewarding. It was fun. The only drawback is that there's not really a lot of challenge. But And also, I, I would have added a few more gameplay features, but everything else about it was great, including its uh, the mini games, uh, how you have to recruit your managers. Also, the soundtrack is a really cool, like, retro 80s, thumpins kind of soundtrack. The game is now also available on the PlayStation Vita and also the Nintendo Switch for anybody out there who would like to acquire that. So it's a lot of fun. As for the other games that I've been playing in the last uh, about two weeks, the last couple games I've played include Siegecraft Commander from uh, Mad uh, Blowfish Studios, Battle of the Bulge from Slytherin Studios, uh, a nice video game called Sublevel Zero Redux, which is actually like a spiritual uh, spin-off of of this of inspiration of Descent. If anybody remembers the first-person shooter, spaceship shooter video game Descent, it's like that. Uh, it's procedurally generated, really a lot of fun. Also, Graceful Explosion Machine, Ziggurat, and also Knights of Azor, and then finally, uh, Darkest Dungeon, Caladrius Blaze, and uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm sorry guys, I had to dip into it, I'm a Star Wars fan, I'm sorry. But everything else has been pretty good. Ziggurat, for example, is like an FPS wizard action shooter game, like you're a wizard and you shoot things. It's a bit of an older game, but it's really good. Graceful Explosion Machine was on the Switch, it's a twin-stick uh, side-scrolling shooter, that's really good. Knights of Azor is a JRPG from Koei Tecmo, action JRPG, really good too. And yeah, that about wraps it up. Per usual, Roberto, I'm impressed by the number of games you mentioned, and I'm also impressed by the fact that I've never heard of any of them, well, except for Battlefront 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we all have. Yeah, the, the if you look hard enough in the PlayStation Store, you, you'll find some stuff. Like, there's a game called Echo. I think it's called just Echo. Like, not to be confused with another game called There Came an Echo. It's it And like definitely a, not to be confused with Echo the Dolphin. 
Oh, yeah, that too. One of the all-stars of the Sega Genesis and Sega Dreamcast. Well, and Sega Saturn days. Which, that does remind me, they're making a game that's very much a spiritual successor to that called uh, Mars and Jupiter, I think. It was, it was announced at uh, PlayStation Experience. And uh, so, like, we're not too far away from seeing Echo the Return. But anyway, the, the game I'm talking about... There's a, it's, it's a, like, I saw it on Steam and it's on PlayStation. It's like, I think you're, you're like some kind of a soldier in space and you go to like some spaceship, but the entire thing is like a palace. Like it looks like a Victorian era palace. I haven't seen it before, but, um, it's like 20, I have to check that out. Maybe I'll tell you about it next week. Always uh, good to play a, a variety of stuff out there. Yeah. And well, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of games that I think highlighted by PlayStation plus Abzu, uh, which was available a few months ago yes. for free. I just started playing Inside, for instance, uh, from the from Play Dead, who also did Limbo. Sorry, Play Dead. Kind of stumbled over that. But yeah, I started playing Inside from Play Dead. And as you know, Play Dead did Limbo, which was a fantastic game. This game, much along those lines, I don't know exactly. A little bit different tone. Uh, the first part of the game had me running through the forest and being chased at points by men in masks as well as dogs. And if you're caught by these men in masks who have like little flashlights because it's dark in the forest... They kind of, like, tackle you and strangle you and, and kind of kill you. It's not really that, like, violent or gruesome, but it's still, like, I don't know exactly what's going on at this point. I've moved on to, like, a farm, and there's all these, like, dead pigs around. So uh, I've started playing on Inside. I really enjoyed Limbo, and Inside seems to be uh, a little bit more uh, advanced version of that. It definitely feels a lot like Limbo. Um, a lot of environmental puzzles and everything, like, very atmospheric, so kind of minimalistic in its um, styling. So I really like it so far. I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of stuck on one puzzle, but that's part of the, the charm and the, the draw of these games is, you know, trying to figure out the all the answers without looking at uh, a guide online. Kind of like with Braid. And one of my favorite things about Braid was I went through the entire game without having to look at a guide online to get through any of the puzzles. And I'm super proud of myself because, like, again, I, I look at a game like Portal and I say, man, I get stuck like 20 times and I would have to go to, like, an online guide to figure that out. So I'm, I'm sticking to my guns and not trying to uh, to give in so easily and, you know, try as hard as I can, as long as I can to get through the game. Uh, aside from that, I mentioned that I got two Platinum since I was last on the show. One of them was the, the Batman game. Uh, I guess you'd call it Season 1 from Telltale Games. And I just finished that the other night, got the Platinum. Oh, nice. The one thing I, I you know, I really like Tales from the Borderlands and even uh, The Wolf Among Us, I think those are my two favorite Telltale games. For me, The Walking Dead is just too gruesome and sad. I can't... I just don't... I appreciate yeah, how yeah. well they're made. I just don't enjoy playing them. Yeah, like, um, I play a lot of the Telltale stuff, and I admit, I'm actually behind in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've been meaning to play uh, Game of Thrones, because now, like, I'm actually watching the show. But I admit, like, The Walking Dead stuff, that takes, like... You have to, like, really kind of pace yourself and then let that kind of sit with you for a while before really getting engaged in that. Like the first season, for example, I remember playing, I think the first episode, November of 2014, then I graduated college in 2015. And I remember playing the rest and like over the summer and like, I could not pick up the season two for months. Like, I think like just fairly recently I played season two. And then even now I've been trying to play Michonne and Michonne like may not have a lot of as much emotional impact because it's a shortened it's a short, like, mini-series of Telltale. But even that, it's just, it's sad, you know? And it's, like, it's it's impactful. It, but it, it, I do appreciate the fact that it's giving, like, the raw perspective of survival in this universe. And uh, so I still need to play the new uh, the new Frontier. 
And then it's going to be ending, you know, this sometime this year now, which is going to be quite an interesting, um, an interesting direction because of the fact that even though these games are sad, they have left a very lasting, impactful legacy in regards to story design and uh, storytelling design, uh, how we perceive emotions and characters and things of that sort. Well, uh, here's the thing, Roberto, like even though Telltale tells some very good stories, you know, I've noticed, especially with a Batman game, that, you know, I'm a big fan of Batman. They've got some classic Batman villains in there, you know, Alfred's in there. So a lot of the, the famed characters are in there, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about his parents and everything. So, you know, even though they've rehashed the Batman story again and again and again, it's still something for me that I can enjoy being immersed in that world. The problem is, is with the Telltale games, I feel like I'm... I can set down the controller and just kind of break that connection that I have with the game and just press a button every once in a while and not really pay attention to a lot of stories. Basically, a lot of the story. Basically, I'm playing through the game to get to the trophy at the end just to finish it, but I'm not as engaged in the story because I, I feel like there's there's downtime between when you have to do button inputs and when you just sit there and watch or when you have to choose like a dialogue option. Um, even if it's a short window, like I still feel like I disengage from the game so much that I can't get immersed in the story nearly as nearly as well as I can in a game like Hellblade or like Horizon Zero Dawn or Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. So I, I think that's become more and more of a problem with these games is that you realize that you know when Heavy Rain first came out, you know some people talked about like how it's not really a game. Um, you're like you're playing a movie essentially. I mean this this kind of feels the same way. But it's just not like, I just don't feel as engaged with the, the Telltale games as I used to. Like, I feel myself getting pulled out of it and just not paying attention nearly as much as I should. It, it's like, for me, like, I also felt like the the story was really, like, very rich in, in what it was able to tell. And it's like a very unconventional story in, in that regard as well. Um, I think, like, I, I do know what you mean. Like, when you when you feel like, as a matter of fact, another Telltale game that we, we forgot was Minecraft. I have not finished season one. Um, I <laughs> I got started and for some reason I stopped. I don't know why. Like I kind of like that because it was like a very laid back kind of a story and uh, you know different from the other stuff. And it was also um, a little more focused on like you know like an eighties adventure. And I had like a good voice casting. And just for some reason I just stopped. And then on top of that, I didn't know they added like new episodes. And now this is season two, and I, I don't know even know where to begin. And even Guardians, like, and, and the other thing could be, like, a disconnect in terms of just, like, maybe trying too hard or not or not being focused. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is good. I like it. I'm enjoying it. But I think it's trying too hard to be too much like uh, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy instead of it, like, just be its own thing. And it, it, it's just, like, it's, like, all about, you know, of course, family and the family's fracturing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I can definitely understand um, where that whole thing, that investment goes. As for Wolf of Wall Street, uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wolf Among Us, um, for me, I think like it, it just felt so fresh and so original and new to see the the world that was depicted in that, and then see how this murders handled, and how these fairy tale characters live in like 1984 New York. So um, uh, that I can remember, I started like Thanksgiving Day, maybe 2013 Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving Day, like the week before Thanksgiving. And then when I got home for Christmas college break, I, I plowed through that thing like crazy. And I just, I, I was just eating up every second of it. So I'm really excited for what, that when the, from that comes back. Well, here, so uh, the one thing about the Batman Telltale game is I will say that if you're a Batman fan, 
it's uh, it's a story that you can be proud of. Like the Telltale folks do oh, a very yeah. good job of being faithful to the Batman mythos. So you you will enjoy it if you're a Batman fan. And I also will say it's really cool that after each episode, they kind of tell you to follow more of Batman's stories in these comics. So it shows you where you can read up more about Batman if you're just, say, like a casual player who maybe hasn't delved into Batman quite as much as, as other people have. So that was really cool. I mean, overall, it's a well-made game. But for me, like, just kind of like the disconnect that I have with those that style of games, it's not necessarily this game, but that style of games, the adventure style of games, where you're just kind of a spectator, um, but, you know, you get to input every once in a while. Like, that That to me, like, I'm seeing that disconnect more and more in every game that they come out with. I've also been playing, the other big thing I've been playing is The Last of Us, or sorry, The Last of Us. God, same developer, wrong game. Uh, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. I finished that up and got the Platinum, which I will point out Tricky still does not have. Uh, by the way, I'm trying to beat Tricky to 100 Platinums. I have 96. I need to get 101 because of that Sly Cooper cross-save fiasco, so I still have five more to get, but I'm, I'm definitely closer than Tricky, so if you haven't gone and voted, vote on in on the poll on the Trophy Horse Facebook page. So yeah, I've been playing, also been playing Uncharted The Lost Legacy, and I had a lot of fun with that game. It, You know, as a big Uncharted fan, like, I had so much fun with this game. It's so, so well made. I mean, I don't know what, like, I can say so many good things about it. It was fun. It seemed like the perfect length. I played through it, like, almost three times. Uh, you know, everything, despite some issues with like cover, I, you know, my big issue with cover is that I would hit the circle button to get into cover, but I would get into like cover at the wrong space and it would leave me vulnerable to enemy attack as opposed to like, say I would try to like take cover behind a, like a ledge or like a, like a, a, a partial wall. And then I would be like, instead of crouching, I would take cover against a wall, but be standing in, in perfect view of the enemy. But other than that, I mean, the game is fantastic. Uh, it looks great. Uh, you can see all of the pores and pot marks on Chloe's hand whenever she's looking at her phone to look at the pictures. Um, maybe a few more collectibles than I would have liked. You've got treasures, you've got to take photos, and there's optional conversations. But, you know, the game is stunningly beautiful. Like, really great set pieces, like, that Uncharted is known for. Beautiful settings, um, just, hot, you know, exploration, um, platforming, a good mix of that along with the combat. Yeah, so Uncharted Lost Legacy is a fantastic game, well worth the 40 bucks that you had to pay for it. Um, so yes, go out, if you're an Uncharted fan, go out and play The Lost Legacy, and if you've never played an Uncharted game at all, like, I mean, don't necessarily start with that one, but definitely put it on your radar, because Uncharted The Lost Legacy is a, a damn near flawless game. Yeah, and on that note, uh, I, I, I would recommend that for anybody, uh, and I gotta thank uh, Tricky for this, so we all have hard drive problems, I'm sure, with all these games, uh, he recommended the, uh, I, I acquire an external hard drive. So I got an eight terabyte Westinghouse hard drive from Amazon. And that has been the best solution imaginable. But granted it was 150 bucks, but, uh, now I can actually play Uncharted 4 and all these other games that have ridiculously high, crazy hard drive spaces. Now, surprisingly, and, um, there, d despite how great Naughty Dog is, the uh, PlayStation blog has released the PlayStation Store, the top downloads of 2017, and Naughty Dog really, they've got a few entries on here, but they're not really a lot on there. Uh, the Lost Legacy's not on here, obviously it came out in August. But let's run down the list of games. Uh, the PS4 games, the, the top downloaded games for the PS4 in 2017, well, no real surprise here, Call of Duty is still super popular. Uh, Call of Duty, World, uh, World War II, Destiny 2. 
Friday the 13th, the game, that is maybe the biggest surprise for me on all of these lists, is that Friday the 13th, the game, did so well on the PlayStation Network. Um, yeah, that because uh, that's one of those games, like, based on a horror franchise, licensed, has could be terrible written all over it, but yet Friday the 13th, the game, is right there at number three for 2017, so... So good on that game and the developers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially coming from an indie background and taking the license. And sure, like, the game did have some problems at launch and, and probably still has some issues. But then again, and this could be hinted at, being that this is a horror film and it, there's a sense of cheesiness or illogicalness to it, maybe some of the flaws kind of aid in the uh, the charm of the, of the game. Um, I don't know anybody who's playing it personally, but, you know, it sounds like everyone's still having a very good time with it. So that's always good, as long as they're having fun. Yep, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was number four. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto V continues to be a juggernaut. Like, it's, I mean, we're never going to stop hearing about Grand Theft Auto, especially Grand Theft Auto V. I feel like that game came out ten years ago, and it's still amassing huge sales. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the avatar of the video game world. Uh, NBA 2K18, Rocket League, which we've got some Rocket League news coming up, but Rocket League was number seven. And fucking good for Rocket League. I I played that game. I've been playing that game all weekend, too. I forgot to mention that. But I've been playing that game all weekend, and I still ro- love Rocket League. I will never be able to play that game enough. If you go back onto Proven Gamer earlier last year, I wrote an article about how Rocket League is the best multiplayer game ever made, and I stick by that statement. Uh, 8 was Minecraft, the PlayStation 4 edition. 9 is Madden NFL 18. And 10 is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, really not a surprise there besides Friday the 13th, although I heard that Wildlands had a bunch of issues with it. I know that Tricky and Lucia both were playing it, and it seemed like it wasn't really holding their attention very well. So, I mean, kind of a pseudo-surprise there for it to be on the top 10, but then again, it's a Tom Clancy game, so um, or a licensed Tom Clancy game, so those always seem to get a lot of attention and sell pretty well. Uh, the PS4 add-ons, the top 10 for the year, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Zombies Chronicles, Destiny 2, the Expansion Pass, Call of Duty World War 2, Season Pass, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wild. So, Guerrilla Games clocked in at four on the PS4 games and number four on the add-ons with Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wild. So, good for Guerrilla Games. Uh, d- developer of the Year, maybe? I- I'd fucking say so. I, yeah, I mean, I'll, while I have not played Horizon Zero Dawn, I'll have to... I, I poured hours and hours into Killzone. Um, I do have Horizon Zero Dawn. I just have to get to it. <laughs> but... Um, there's always like a very, uh, very sharp degree in the stories that they tell in, in science fiction and how they convey and, and, and create the world around them and also use the gameplay and presentation to a very fine extent. Um, I mean, I still remember being like, even though the, the Killzone franchise were, you know, a bunch of single first person shooters and they're shooting in war. There was always something just mesmerizing about their sci-fi world that I, I always wanted to dip into, like something with their with their interpretation, their direction that was really good. And then just to see them succeed with Horizon has always is just it's wonderful. It's it's great to see how evolved the studio became and the game became, and really seeing how players reacted to this very unique world uh, that that really was was quite one of the most distinctive of last year, and and will probably continue well into this year for those that acquire it for on sale or from the Christmas uh, holiday. Uh, so it's really good to see how well they've done, and I hope they continue both uh, franchises uh, and keep them going. And as for Wildlands, I want to play that. I have it. I'll probably like that more than others because I, I kind of, 
with the Tom Clancy games, I've always appreciated that when they make their games, there was always a degree of, of, of accountability to realistic interpretations of, of, of existing or, or newly existing technology. I always liked how they, they were able to like work with U.S. Special Forces or uh, DARPA or whatever and try and take what they can like the, what they can take and put it into the game. Like when I played Splinter Cell, I loved how they researched infiltration getups and gadgets from the CIA that well, what they can tell you because they you know, they obviously can't tell you everything <laughs> and pl- uh, place that into Sam Fisher and all that stuff and um I I I, I did like I did play the other Ghost Recons too so hopefully um it it holds up well I mean I have that installed so tricky if he's if he's ever uh. If anybody from Proven Gamers ever up for, for, for going guns blazing somewhere, just get me going. Well, we actually have another Tom Clancy add-on on this list. So Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds was number four. Then you have at number five, the Battlefield 1 Premium Pass. Six is Black Ops 3, the giant zombies map. When everyone seems like they're sick of zombies, well, just make them bigger, and that'll that'll make them forget how much they hate them. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Year 2 Pass on, at seven. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare DLC 1 Sabotage, Diablo 3 Rise of the Necromancer at 9, and Call of Duty M, uh, Modern MWR Variety Map Pack. For the life of me, I can't remember what MWR is. Modern Warfare? Uh, oh, Modern Warfare Remastered. Oh, okay, gotcha. Thank you. So five of those entries on the add-ons list there, the top ten, were called from a Call of Duty game. Uh, the P- the best uh, the most downloaded PSVR games, uh, number one was Job Simulator. Um, which sounds really boring. Uh, two is Super Hot VR. Three is PlayStation VR Worlds. I expect you to die, which sounds very nice and friendly. At number four, Batman Arkham VR at five. The Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim VR, which I mean, what platform isn't Skyrim on now? I mean, there was those jokes made after E3 about it being on a toaster next, but I mean, shit, you can almost get it on a pane of glass these days. Uh, Fruit Ninja VR which that's not a name I've seen in a long, long time, Fruit Ninja. Uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, and Drive Club VR. Always good to see Supermassive Games, a Supermassive Game entry on a list. So, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. I know it's not quite like the Until Dawn that we got for PS4, but I still I still uh, have a, a very uh, strong uh, ardor for that, that universe and that series, so... Uh, more until dawn, please. Well, we're we're getting more until dawn with the impatient, but um, PS Vita games, uh, God of War uh, Collection, PS Vita, Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom, the Jack and Daxter Collection at number three, Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition, Persona Four Golden, Salt and Sanctuary at number six, Need for Speed Most Wanted at seven, the Ratchet and Clank Collection at eight. Star Wars Battlefront 2 at 9, and PlayStation All-Star, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale at 10. You know, just, <laughs> I realize it's the Vita, but there are just some games you don't expect to see on this list, and at the end of 2017, I did not think PlayStation VR, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale would be on any of these. But uh, Right, and, and then the Vita honestly has been, uh, like, the hidden winner of last year, because... As you know, the handheld was abandoned effectively by Sony in 2014 after the release of Borderlands 2 for the system, and yet it's still alive, it's still being made, there's still games coming out for it, even in 2018, including physical copies, and there are still people like myself who play them and actively enjoy it. Um, 
Uh, like I will say, like some of those games are actually, you know, uh, you know, are are just. I think they're just better on the handheld. Like Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, when I was working my old job as a lifeguard, uh, I used to. Well, it was at the. I was an opener, so I used to get up at three in the morning and then get there like get there four forty five. And when I went on break, I used to play a little Salt and Sanctuary, and like I would slay, like it was kind of cool slaying one of the the monsters or whatever uh, while you're on your bathroom break or whatever. So <laughs> I admit I have no shame in that. But yeah, like it's it's great to see that the handheld is still going. There's something there's like a very dedicated community to it, and it's still going very well and very strong. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah, and 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 sometimes going old is is good. Uh, the PS One classics. For or the PlayStation Classics top ten downloads for 2017, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which I do not prefer as much as uh, Vice City. Something about the tinge of the 1980s really gets me going. Uh, number two is Bully. <laughs> Hells yeah. Number three is Twisted Metal Black. Number four is Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy. Number five is Destroy All Humans two. Six is The Warriors. Seven is Destroy All Humans. Eight is Psychonauts. Hell yes. Nine is Jack and Daxter the Precursor Legacy. And 10 is Grand Theft Auto by City. So there are three Grand Theft Autos on there. Four, maybe five Rockstar games. Was the Warriors made by Rockstar? Yes. Okay, so that's that's five Rockstar games on there and two Destroy All Humans. So there you go. The top 10 downloads for uh, the PlayStation Network for 2017. Yeah, and I have to say, definitely um, consider supporting those uh, PS2 classics if you can listeners because uh some of them are really really good um i personally got uh for that holiday sale they've, they've been having a big month-long holiday sale i got red faction one and two for like three bucks and i was playing the first red faction the other day and i felt like i was like back in seventh grade again it was fantastic I get, the controls feel great uh and then of course it's been upscaled to be full screen on your tv so i gotta tell you though it's it's old school difficulty like the 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 <laughs> All the bad guys in that game, they have, like, laser aiming to the between-your-eyes headshot-type aiming, and it's hard. But oh, it, so it just like, feel uh, like the Lost Legacy on crushing how enemies can nail you with a shot from, like, two miles away? Yeah, yeah, it's it's and, but some also just run up and just get real close, like, because you're in a mine— in Red Faction, you're on Mars, and you're in a mining complex, and they're just running up to you with shotguns, 12-millimeter handguns, and just boom, you know, and, and, and I have it on hard— and you take some, you can take a good, only a fair amount of hits before you're dead. And you don't have any auto saving, so you have to manually save where you're going to be, and hope to God that you can survive. So it's 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 quite a an aspect of survival. As for the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, I do have that. I've been you're right. Vice City, I mean, with all due respect to San Andreas, because San Andreas, I think was like you know that really got a lot of people to play Grand Theft Auto. Vice City just was such a breath of 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 fresh air from Grand Theft Auto 3, not saying anything bad about 3, but just, it was, it was like what Cliff Fanzinski said for Grand of War 2, bigger, badder, and better. Licensed music, the ability to use motorcycles and other aerial vehicles, um, a much more involving story, your character could speak, it was voiced by Ray Liotta, the, 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 the setting and all that, like, I, I still, to this day, if I hear, uh, anything from Grand Theft Auto Vice City, I still, like, I'm on the radio, let's say, like, I'm driving home from from the gym and I'm out listening to the radio. I hear like that uh, the the take these broken wings song, you know, the take the journey these broken wings. And I'm or like, or a flock of seagulls I ran, or Megan oh yeah, cells. and I'm like, oh man, Grand Theft Auto Vice City 2003. I like I, I have like a moment of like a time flashback to that. I'm like, 
Oh, didn't, yeah, it's like, didn't Grand Theft Auto 3 have licensed music too? It's just lesser known because, I mean, everyone knows like 80s music. There was actually like three tracks and that was it. Uh, the two of them from actually were meant, uh, seen in Scarface. Uh, push it to the limit. I had that song running through my head right now. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, and then there was like uh, there was uh, the remix of that Italian song or whatever. The... Oh, no, no, it's not, that's the remix. Um, you know... You know, that that one. I don't know what it's called. But there is a remix on iTunes that's actually really good. Look up Grand Theft Auto 3 Remix, and uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I mean, Grand Theft Auto, we could talk for days about all the achievements that, that it has attained as a ga- as Grand Theft Auto 5 as a game or the, the Grand Theft Auto series as a whole. But let's talk about Rocket League. Rocket League was the seventh most downloaded PSN, PS4 game in of 2017. And it shows no signs of stopping. It seems to be getting, the community for Rocket League seems to be getting bigger and bigger every single day. Rocket League has surpassed, uh, as announced on Twitter, 40 million players, um, which is uh, amazing. It's It now has 40 million players worldwide. And like, who would have thought a game that started as a, play, a free game for PlayStation Plus would balloon up to this size? It's incredible. You can, it, They're still easy to get into a game. They're, you know, uh, Psyonix is still adding new content through patches. It's just a fantastic game. It's the, the most fun multiplayer game I've ever played. Uh, now on IGN, they did talk about some of the updates that people can expect from Rocket League this year. So there's another full year of Rocket League content coming out. So, you know, if you haven't played Rocket League, you're not too late. Jump on board and just continue to drive this train down the tracks. Um, some of what we can expect according, expect according to IGN, improved server performance, in-game tournaments, a revamped progression system, I've inventory and quality of life improvements, and new collectibles such as banners, titles, and achievements. Um, so yeah, uh, more trophies, I guess, uh, and achievements are coming. Um, even years after the release of Rocket League, Sionix is still supporting it as well as anybody else, and I, as always, want to give a hand to Sionix uh, and the community as well, because without the community, Sionix would not be urged to, to support Rocket League quite as well. But they have done a masterful game, uh, masterful job building up this game, and you know it kind of sells itself because soccer with cars or soccer, as they've um, affectionately called it on many websites, it's a fantastic idea, and the game does not seem that um, com- it's not really that complex. It's just fun, you know. It's like going out one day, like on a Saturday, a, su- a sunny Saturday, uh, with your friends, like uh, just taking a soccer ball out to a field and just playing soccer. Like it's 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 just that easy. And it's just so quick to jump into and so easy to learn. Like, yeah, I mean, Rocket League's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't played it in a while, but um, the, the what I did play was, was fun, fast. Uh, okay, I'm going to get corny here. Furious, fast and furious, get it? Ha, ah, yeah. Fast, furious, uh, but ultimately just like just a really well-polished interface where casual players can get involved diehard players can get involved if you want to get serious you can um excuse me but if you want to like just have a couple rounds have a good time you can too like it doesn't feel like uh a game that you're gonna have a problem getting into or or struggle and actually i have a nephew and he plays sports basketball soccer and he loved seeing um especially as a soccer player he loved seeing these little cars just 
going at each other, trying to grab the ball and shoot. And he used to, he saw me shoot a couple scores. I liked also how they're not, um, how they've been able to secure some licenses. Like they secured uh, the Back to the Future license and they tried to get the Fast and Furious license, I think. They did make some Mad Max inspired stuff too because I don't think they could secure the license for Warner Brothers. Well, but, didn't, um, don't they also have the Batmobile and the DeLorean in there? Yes, they do. They have the Batmobile also Where, for uh, Where's Justice the Ecto-1 from, the Ghost, from Ghostbusters? Why do we not have that in there? We don't have that. I, I'm certain we did. Really? But I guess not. Yeah. Maybe maybe I missed it, but I don't I don't think so. I mean, Sweet Tooth's car from Twisted Metal's in there. At least yeah. for uh, the uh, the PlayStation version. I should note that the 40 million uh, players is across all um, platforms. So PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. So it's across all four platinum platforms. But that's still an incredible number for them. So congratulations to Psionics for that. Oh yeah, that's 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 just tremendous for such a small team that they were able to just you know stick it to just having fun and just turning it into something that everybody can get behind. Um, so I just did a quick Google search. So uh, uh, Ecto One does not exist in Rocket League, unfortunately, which it does seem a little bit disappointing considering that there was a Ghostbusters movie two years ago. It wasn't good, but they could have had we, it. We we will have to disagree on that. Because I liked the Ghostbusters movie. Uh, was it as well-written or fun as funny and witty as the original Ghostbusters? No, it wasn't. But between the cameos from the ghost, all the Ghostbusters, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who was fantastic in it, uh, the actual fight scene like in, in um, Times Square with uh, all the ghosts, like that was really cool. I liked that. No, I can't. I, you know, I thought... <laughs> oh, oh, my God. No, no. I mean, I could, like, at its, at its... If I'm being honest... That's like a C movie. It's not as bad as everyone said, but it was like it's just the arrogance of the of the scripts and just the villain and the way the characters and all that were perceived and even like the cameo appearances. I mean, yeah, that, that last fight sequence in the movie was good. I thought it was cool. I mean, it should have been more of that. Stay Puffed was in the movie. He was in the movie. Of course, sort of. He was like the, a he balloon. Was Rowan. That was Rowan. No, no, no. That Stay Puffed was a balloon. Oh, that's right. But he was a balloon. That was it. And they shot it. There were it. so many nods to the original movie. I don't know. Like, I don't understand how people just sit there and enjoy the movie. Don't be like, well, this isn't the first Ghostbusters. Venkman's not here. Duh, duh, duh. I mean, like, don't don't get that jaded about it. You're right. You're right. I mean, I, I, I try to, I still try to see it open-mindedly, but it was just like, it just, it, it like, even, you could tell just the chemistry amongst the characters wasn't there. Just... It, it felt like very just 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 detached um, with like just the main cast really like the, it's like they, they try to mesh four different kinds of comedy and it just wasn't really working. And it's just, like I said, the script was awful, too. Just it just wasn't, um, you know, like, OK, so the kid gets bullied and he wants to destroy everybody. So he kills himself and then becomes a ghost. I'm like, it, it, like, granted, I mean. Right, Ghostbusters has been scary, but that was dark. I'm like, what? What the heck? And well, then, was really the whole Vigo plot with him being in a painting? Was that any worse or any better? That was fun. That was no, no, no. That was fun. The, the, the <laughs> I mean, you know, because you know, go, ghosts can can manifest themselves in other objects. And uh, okay, maybe not a painting. I would have said like a statue or something. But you know, all right, you know, that was that was pretty cool. Okay, granted, okay, that one had script problems too because you know, like they they saved the world in the first movie, and then the second movie's like. That was fake. It was hallucinogens and shit. You know, like, okay, I can understand the the that one having problems, but 
it was just okay. Maybe it wasn't terrible, this new one, but just average. It's just, I, I'm not expecting it to have been better than the first one, but I just expected there to have been better chemistry with the actors and the actresses, um, for the comedy to have been better instead of it just being Melissa McCarthy physical comedy jokes again. And, um, you know, I mean, I will say, uh, what's her name? Kate McKinnon's character is cool, but, and just everybody having just the script could have been better. I mean, why don't like, here's the thing. Okay. Cause we have to move on, <laughs> but, um, why do they have to just like, they could have continued off the other two films and just said, these are the daughters of the Ghostbusters. And then on top of that, what's to say that they have to fight another giant white something in New York when they could have gone to New Jersey and fought the Jersey devil. Like that would have been cool. The four women go into Ecto one and take the New Jersey turnpike to the Forsyth national reserve in Atlantic city where there's some place called the Jersey Devil's Watering Hole, and they have to kill the Jersey Devil because, I don't know, the Jersey Devil's broken free and, and New Jersey's on fire, or, or there's like, it's turning people to lizard people or gargoyles or some shit like that, you know? Um, like, that would have been cool! And it would have been inventive! And maybe they could have had, like, I don't know... Uh... Why, why aren't you writing games, Roberto? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I've, had a, I've had a lot of ideas uh, uh, for that. But uh, I had, I have one friend who thinks I should write a book, but I'm like, I mean, yeah, I write, but I wouldn't know how to do that. But yeah, like that was, it could have been better. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for the animated film in 2019. Um, but other than that, wrapping up with Rocket League, because we got to get keep moving here. There's still a lot of room to grow for Psionics, and so like I hope that uh, they continue going with it. One, I would have one wish, though. There was a small game they had on the iPhone and Android devices called Arc Squadron. You can probably get it for like three bucks now. That was a really cool spaceship shmup. I wish that game would come back somehow. I do love shmups. I do. Yeah. Yeah, shoot 'em ups. God. I love them. Resogun. Get you some Resogun. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned that Psionics and Rocket League still have a lot of room to grow. But it seems like a game as big as God of War, a series as big as God of War, also has room to grow. And I think, I'm going ahead to say this now, I think it's getting kind of ridiculous. It seems like other people are excited about this, and I'm like, this is getting crazy stupid. Like, what are we doing here? Apparently, like, I feel like God of War is becoming like Assassin's Creed. Let's just jump from era to era to era. Uh, so if you haven't heard, um, speaking to Game Informer, Corey Barlog, who was uh, who directed God of War 2 and is also the director on the newest God of War game, God of War, um, obviously the new game is steeped in Greek mythology, or in, uh, sorry, in Norse mythology, um, jumping from Greek mythology of all the other games, but Barlog says that it could go to other mythos as well. Uh, so, Corey said, the Greek games were the Greek era of God of War. Moving on, the next mythological belief system that he interacts with becomes the Norse era of God of War, but we may end up going on to the Egyptian era and the Mayan era, and so on and so forth. Okay. <sighs> it, yeah. I know, it's, it seems a little bit intense. It's So, I mean, like, I understand, like, uh, also mentioned in this piece, um, Shannon Studstill of uh, uh, the uh, Sony Santa Monica head of studio, Shannon Studstill, said that God of War is kind of getting stale, uh, obviously with so many games coming out with steeped in Greek mythos. But the answer is not to just take this character and drop him in other, like, eras. Or, like, put a different clo like clothes on him and put him in a new city. That That's not the solution. The solution is to create a new IP and not have God of War just strung out decades and decades and decades. Like, okay, 
anything set in Egypt sounds really cool to me, but when it's Kratos, who I had played with as a like Greek god killer, and then now he's in Norse mythology, like when you're jumping mythologies like this, I start to be like, okay, this is too much. This is enough. Like I've had enough of Kratos. Like you clearly have run out of ideas. So you're just going to take the easy way out and be like Assassin's Creed and just be like, I'm going to time travel. Like this is like, can, how can you really connect all these games with Kratos? Like how can he live all these years? I know he's climbed out of hell, but for God's sakes, there's a limit to what even Kratos can do. How am I supposed to believe he's steeped in all this mythology? I guess because he is, if he's, you know, the ass, like, if you know mythology, war, the instinct of violence against man, has been uh, written in all sorts of different for- formats. In Roman times, I believe the god of war is Mars. And, uh, you know, Mars, uh, the planet, you know, is red. And it's, uh, you know, it's remarked as bloodshed and, and, and violence to mankind. Uh, the Mayans, the, the, uh, the Native Americans, every civilization has had their interpretation of what a god of war is some kind of a a symbol or icon of 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 just straight up violence upon humanity, and I guess that's kind of maybe what they wanted uh, interpret because they they went through Greece. Greece is a very uh, openly acceptable entry point to learning about the ancient civilizations and ancient uh, and ancient uh, times and also the legends and the lore that come with it. So. Uh, from from that, you can go and learn about the other ones, and I guess Norse is the next one because Norse is everyone like, like likes the Norse stuff, you know, you, Thor and and uh, you know Son of Odin and uh, Loki and all that stuff, and it's it's uh, that kind of a different kind of a definition of 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 civil of lore, legend, civilization, uh, a civilization that 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 favors um, the, the thrill of of being courageous in battle. And uh, drinking lots of beer and things like that. So then, of course, to see it happen and translate into Norse mythology, I think that's what people want to see. From that point on, will we be seeing Kratos in every civilization imaginable? I don't really think so. I don't think we're going to get, like, three games. Like, we might get, like, two or three games in Norse mythology. I'm not expecting there there to be, like, 30 games where he's jumping into every mythology. I imagine there's going to be a new protagonist at some point. Maybe his son will leap into... Maybe uh, Mexican ancient civilizations or Mayans. The Maya. The, now that would be a trippy game. Like if he jumps into the Mayans, the Mayans are predicting about the end of the world and a lot of crap. And oh, so oh wow, I found a list a list of war deities here. So like you have Kartikeya, the Hindu god of war; Mars, the Roman god of war; Guan Yu, the Chinese god of loyalty, righteous, and valor; Sekhmet, Egyptian warrior goddess. Dur- so we can get like a female god of war. Uh, Durga, uh, the buff plays the buffalo demon. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, Inanna, Mesopotamian goddess of sexual. Lo- oh, okay, never mind. Uh, oh, sexual love, fertility, and warfare. Um, so- careful, this is a family show. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I was gonna. I didn't. That that's crazy. The Mesopotamians have a goddess that was about love, fertility, and warfare. Well, love is a battlefield. Anyway, couldn't help it. Um, so that could be something they're trying to do. Maybe you know what? That's I, I. I'd almost have to say that a few years down the line, they're probably going to make a female god of war at this point. You know, maybe maybe Kratos, like maybe Kratos' son gets married, has a daughter, and becomes Inanna or becomes Sekhmet or something. You know, yeah, but and like, uh, the ancient like ancient Greece was, or sorry, ancient Egypt in, in in the timeline of history came before ancient Greece. 
Oh. Okay, good point. Um, that's still, they could still make a prequel. Put out God of War and then just stop. I'm serious, just stop. Like, yeah. as much as I, like, I'm interested and, like, like to immerse myself in ancient Egyptian culture and myth, like, this is too much. Like, don't even throw Kratos into Egypt. Just put this game out, make your money off it, and, like, make another game. Like, I would rather see another Twisted Metal game, and I do quite like Twisted Metal, but the last one was crap. I would rather see a new Twisted Metal game than another God of War game. Yeah, I agree. Um, Santa Monica, it, it's safe to say, like, they, they have, uh, they're in an interesting direction. Like, I didn't expect there to actually really be a God of War 4, mainly because, well, this is not 4, but kind of is, mainly because... Well, I mean, you're forgetting God of War Ascension. Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, was it, um, it was a prequel. Right, yeah. But still. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that, uh, that's kind of like, um, you know, where Santa Monica, we'll have to see, like, where things roll with Santa Monica, because this is their big release. And if they're going to spread out and do other things. I know, I remember Santa Monica was also doing those, like, free-to-play MOBA games. And they, those didn't really pan out very well for them. So, it's possible that they may want to, maybe they're growing. And maybe they want to just, you know, keep the God of War thing alive. And then also just move on to, uh, maybe working on the other stuff. Like, maybe I'm working on a new IP. But, I mean, I agree with you. I'd love to see more. Um, I'd love to see Twisted Metal return. I'd love to see other staple like PlayStation 1 uh, franchises return under Santa Monica. I mean, um, I'd I, I kind of like to see a, a Twisted Metal 2 remake, to be honest. I mean, probably more so than that, like, though, I would like to see Sony Santa Monica, obviously a very talented group of people. I'd love to see them, like, make a new IP, create something new. I want to see what, what else they can do. We've played God of War. I mean, we've gotten, I mean, God of War 3 was the crescendo. Despite how good number two was, I, I still think God of War 3 is the best because you deal with so many of the Olympian gods on your way to the top to Zeus. Oh yeah, the, the first 90 minutes of that are some of the best in gaming, um, hands down. Uh, it just, it, you get right to the point, you're, you're, you know, you're fired up because you're about to kick some ass and you're about to take some payback and they, because the, the gods have screwed you over for eternity and now you're about to stab some people. And, you know, you take out two in the, in the first 90 minutes and just... Wow. Um, I still remember playing that for the first time. I was, I was a student in community college back in 2010, and just when that game came out, and I think it was like spring break right when that happened, I was like, oh yeah, and just, oh, it was great. I kind of want to revisit it, actually, on the PS4. And I feel like you never lose that sense of awe that you had in the first God of War game when you had to fight the Hydra, like just the first time that you fought like the baby Hydra and not like the, the parent Hydra. Like, you still get that sense of awe throughout all of the God of War games, even after fighting the Colossus of Rhodes in, in number two. So I think that they've they've done a, a masterful job of, of, you know, bringing those games to the market and just making them a worldwide success. But again, every, you know, hero has his last fight, and I think that, you know, really, like, they had a perfect opportunity to put Kratos to rest, and they just chose not to. I mean, you could say that about Uncharted uh, with Uncharted 3, and they ch- chose to make a Charter 4. I know there's money to be made, so hey, why not? But I feel like now is a good time to look at God of War and say, it's had its day, let's move on. Without further ado, I want to toss it to Sid across the pond. Sid, take it away. Hey guys, how you all doing? Uh, Sid again with Sophie's Trophies episode 23. I believe it's 23. Um, anyway... This week's game um, is one I have quite literally just got the Platinum on. 
um, I'm happy to say, and it is Resident Evil 7. Now, the trophy list is, is pretty basic, really, um, for a Resident Evil game, as far as I know. Um, the Platinum Trophy is Biosplattered. That is a 1.9% ultra-rare trophy. But the main trophy I want to talk about today is the trophy for completing the game on Madhouse, um, which is called Who's Your Daddy Now? Um, now, Madhouse, um, the trophy for that is a 3.9% ultra-rare trophy. Um, it is complete, well, not completely, but very different from the uh, main game. You can unlock it by completing the game on easy or normal. Um, and it changes, uh, amongst other things, item placement. Um, there is a new set of cages. Um, now, the cages are what you pay your antique coins. You collect those throughout the game. I'll tell you more about those in a minute. But um, there is a key. Um, I think it's the scorpion key, um, and you have to pay for this key in Madhouse. Um, in normal or easy, you find the key, um, but in Madhouse you have to pay three antique coins for it. Um, other changes are the main bad guy of the first section of the game, who is called Jack. Um, he is a lot stronger and a lot faster in the normal or easy version. Um, or setting, you can quite literally run away from Jack. In Madhouse, he can catch you, and he shows up in a lot more areas. Um, now, the biggest change to this is, uh, obviously, enemies have more health and uh, hit a lot harder. Um, they also change some of the enemy placements, some of the item placements. Um, the game itself is a fun game to play. It's in the first-person perspective but it is not a first-person game, um, if that makes sense. It is, in all purpose, a Resident Evil game. You walk around, you find items, you combine items, um, you unlock locks, you know, the usual thing. Now, I'm saying about Madhouse because, to me, it is the way a hard level should be done. There should be changes. Think Dark Souls 2. Um, that made a lot of changes on your second or new game plus playthrough. Um, a couple more trophies on this game, guys. Um, one of the best ones is Master of Unlocking. Simple trophy, use a lockpick to open something. Um, it is a common trophy, a 70.1% trophy, a bronze. Um, I like it because it is a callback to the original Resident Evil and uh, Jill being the Master of Unlocking. Um, some others in this, you know, the, some of them are a bit annoying, like the finding all the antique coins in the OG game. Um, there are 18, and you have to find them all in one run. Um, in Madhouse, there are 33. Again, you have to find them in one run. So, you miss them, you have to play through the game again. Um, same with the files. There are 32 files to read. You miss them, you have to do a new run. The only other collectible is a little guy. He's a bobblehead figure called Mr. Everywhere. There are 20 of those. 
Um, you find one of those, you get the Here's There Everywhere trophy, which is a 68.0% common trophy. That's a bronze, or I think that's a bronze, guys. Um, you know, uh, so destroy one of those, you get that one. And there is Mr. Nowhere, which is a silver, which is destroy all Mr. Everywhere statues. Now, these ones, they uh, carry on through every run of the game. So if you find 19 in one run, you only have to find the other one. Just get me out of here. We'll talk about this one because it will help you. Um, complete the game within four hours. I managed it in two hours, 35 minutes. So there is plenty of time to do this. But once you do that, you get an item called glasses, which show up all the things you can pick up in the game. Ammo, loot, Mr. Everywhere statues, antique coins. They don't show the files, though. Uh, you have to keep an eye out for those. But you also get the circular saw, which is a very powerful weapon and does make Madhouse a damn sight more easier. A couple of other trophies to go through here, guys. Resource Manager, complete the game without opening the item box more than three times. Walk it off, complete the game using three first aid meds or less. Now, I did those at the same time I did my speed run. Um, and yes, I did use a guide. You know, I'm not that good, guys. Um, so, yeah, if you knock all those out at the same time, you do get more things. Um, you get something called the Secrets of Defense, which can help you with your defense. One other tip I can give you for this one, guys, is use your block. There is a block button um, on Madhouse. I was fighting Jack in the boathouse, and uh, I forgot about the block button, and he kept killing me, so it's a good one to remember. Um, what else can we talk about with this one, guys? There are videotapes to play. You play and watch them, or play through them, as the character in that tape. There are four of them. If you watch them all in one playthrough, you get the Be Kind, Please Rewind. Trophy, a 37.4% trophy, uh, that's a rare. Um, out before dessert, complete the happy birthday videotape within five minutes. So it's basically just practice that, you'll do it. It's, it's really easy once you know what you're doing. Another annoying one, that's a spicy meter ball. That is a 9.1% very rare trophy. Um, and you have to place a bomb on an enemy. Um, to do this, you need to be in the ship section and you will get remote bombs. You'll need to let an enemy grab you and then you can attach a bomb to it. So, best done on easy, that one, guys, I have to say. That's going to be it for this week, guys, because to be honest, I'm having problems with my phone. I'm surprised it's not cut out already. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get a new one soon. But uh, if you guys want to reach me, uh, Sid at Proving Gamer on the email, Sidders1978 on the PSN or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group. Sorry it's a quick one guys, like I say my phone is uh, causing me a lot of hassle at the moment. Um, but anyway, as it's the new one since the new year, happy new year to everybody, hope you're all well and uh, keep getting those trophies. The one thing about Sid, you know, Sid was very nervous when he was first started doing Sophie's trophies and took it over, but you know, he's improved Every week, every week it gets better. You know, he gets more focused. Um, so yeah, toss Sid some ideas, um, give him some encouragement, you know, give him some feedback. But Sid has done a fantastic job of Sophie's trophies. Um, so thank you very much, Sid, for adding so much to the show. So we don't really have a topic of the week this week. We're just kind of going to move into our housekeeping. Uh, we're going to clean this shit up. 
Proven Gamer is always looking for help. If you are a writer, podcaster, video editor, or news reporter, if you have any kind of talent when it comes to video games, let us know and we'd be happy to have you on board. Uh, there is a uh, form to fill out. So if you go to the front page of Proven Gamer, it's provengamer.com. There is a help wanted tab. Click on that. Tricky has set up a bunch of stuff for you to do stuff to answer, and once you get done with that, he will look it over and get back to you in a timely manner. Uh, also, while you're on the website, check out all the articles. Uh, Roberto is one of the writers, and he does a great job, uh, along with Jerry and the rest of the staff, of getting out great content, so definitely check that out. Uh, you can also go to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash ProvenGamer to check out and see what we're all playing. If you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter. I am at Rex. Tricky is at TrickyMick, Yield is at I yield to no one. Steve is at Batchild27. Uh, I, you are going to have to forgive me, Sid. I forgot uh, what your Twitter handle is, but I'm sure that Sid included it in his Sophie's Trophies for the week. Roberto, what is your PSN, or sorry, your Twitter handle? Jehuty88, that is J-E-H-U-T-Y-88. That's in reference to Zoda the Enders, the second runner in the first game. That's the local frame. Uh, yeah, I'm always tweeting. I'm always sharing gameplay footage and stuff. I, I always I share the hell out of the video capture and also share factory. So, uh, yeah, feel free to you know follow me. I always uh, also I'm also uh, doing other stuff, watching the latest movies and things like that, and uh, just tweeting my thoughts out to them. So, uh, yeah, Z- Zone of the Enders. That's that's another game ripe for a remake. As a matter of fact, the second game it was announced at Tokyo Game Show. The second game is going to get a VR uh, remaster, a full-fledged PS4 remastering, and a VR mode. It's coming out, I believe, sometime in the next few months for the PlayStation 4. I don't know if it's going to be digital or if it's going to be physical. Uh, the game is wonderful. It's a, it's, it, for those that don't know, it's, it's basically very lightning-fast uh, mech combat action in a, in a wonderful sci-fi universe. The, there's a PS3 collection you can get for like not even 15 bucks. It's It's worth it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's a great, great game. It's a little short, but it's fantastic. So, um, and also if you're, as you guys are trophy hunters, uh, you can get the platinum for those two in the, in the HD collection for the PS3 real easy. So yeah, take a look on the lookout when it comes out. Hello! So I kind of wanted to, like, we have these walkie talkies at work that we used to communicate throughout the, uh, the departments in the store. And I wanted to Mrs. Doubtfire, hello everyone, all day. And I never, never had the guts to do it, so I figured I'd do it here on Trophy Horse. So yeah, uh, you can also reach us via our email. It's trophyhorse at provengamer.com. The phone number for the show and the website is 330-PROVEN9. That's 330-776-8369. And you can also... uh, Please go to the Facebook uh, page and uh, like Trophy Horrors as well as Proven Gamer. Uh, we're posting in the group all the time. So, uh, Roberto, are you active in the the Facebook group? I know that I've posted quite a few things in the last couple of days. Um. Yeah. Well, I've I've started to like post more. And then, as I mentioned, uh, posted uh, earlier this week was the uh, Vostok Inc. Platinum Trophy. I'll uh, you know, I'll, I'll do little snapshots and stuff uh, of other trophies. So I'll get more active in there. Maybe even tell, you know, let you guys in uh, on some of those uh, hidden gems out there, since that's what I'm, uh, <laughs> that, that seems to be my speciality uh, on Proven Gamer. Like, I'm, I'm playing the hidden stuff that nobody knows about. Yeah, because the rest, the rest of us certainly don't do that. I mean, I play some indie games. I enjoy them, but I mean, as far as, like, Tricky goes, I mean, you're going to get, like, the Assassin's Creeds of the world and the the Ghost Recon Wildlands and the Horizon Zero Dawns, but you're not going to get anything that goes, like, into inside territory. Right. Um, and, you know, like like I said, you never know. So I'll, I'll 
I mean, granted, I have played games that were not so good. Uh, there was a game I played called Yorby Paybacks of Bolt, and that's five bucks I wish I, I got back. That game sucked. It was an isometric shooter that where you're a robot fighting other robots, and there's no auto lock on, so you have to get like walk basically up to their face to shoot them. It was terrible, terrible, terrible game. But at the same time, I'll, I'll be I'll be on the lookout for the things that I think people will like, you know, um, and enjoy. You know, even the visual novel stuff because you can find some pretty good stuff in that regard. Yep, most definitely. So yeah, go to Facebook and like Proven Gamer and Trophy Horse. If you like Trophy Horse, please listen to our other podcast. We got the Smart Marks, the premier wrestling podcast on the internet. We got the Royal Rumble coming up weeks away. And what better way to prepare for one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year than with some of the smartest guys that I know on the wrestling scene. It's the Smart Marks. Uh, the Also, Andy and Steve on the Nintendo dual screens for all your Nintendo-related chatter. Uh, Zelda, the Switch, anything you want to hear about Nintendo, they got to talk about. As well as the Game Stuff podcast. Uh, now, we also have PG Spoilers, but PG Spoilers is kind of a rare breed these days. It only comes out, like, on a certain shade of moon, a harvest moon, a blood moon. We haven't figured it out yet. But, yeah, like, keep an eye out for PG Spoilers because we're constantly thinking of things that we can do for that to kind of reinvigorate that show. I would definitely highly recommend Nintendo Dual Screens. Uh, very cool uh, conversations and, um, and discussions about Nintendo and things like that. Uh, so, definitely uh, uh, recommended. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, obviously... Uh... You know, Steven being a host here on uh, Trophy Horse, you know Steven very well. So, I mean, he's one of the hosts over there. So, Andy and Steven, definitely give them a, a listen. Uh, you can find all these shows on numerous outlets, including Apple Podcasts, which is formerly iTunes Podcast, uh, Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, TuneIn, and then two of them in particular, Trophy Horse as well as the Smart Marks, are on iHeartRadio. All the, the latest in the world of trophies and styling and, pro, styling and profiling on iHeartRadio. Uh, we've also got three PlayStation 4 communities. We've got the uh, Yields community, the Platinum Guild, where you can show off your shiny new Platinum trophies as you earn them. We've also got the T-Dubs Brothel, which is the uh, group for Trophy Whores. Uh, unfortunately, Shuhei won't let us say whores on the network, so we had to go with the next best thing. And then finally, the there is a Proven Gamer group on the PlayStation 4. Now we're going to get to our sponsors um, before we do our shoutouts. Well, of course, uh, Extra Life, uh, Pro Proven Gamer is proudly sponsored by Extra Life. It is a uh, charity streaming organization dedicated to helping and uh, assisting in uh, children's hospitals across the country uh, through video game streams and just uh, active for awareness. I was actually at a video games live concert last week at the NJ Pack in Newark, New Jersey, and uh, Extra Life campaign was there promoting and barely getting the. Uh, the message out of the greatness that Extra Life can do. And uh, definitely it's, uh, great to check out, great to be a part of. Uh, and it doesn't have to be just uh, on in November when we have our big day of streaming. It could be at all times uh, through volunteering and just, you know, researching uh, hospitals, building a team, things like that. So wonderful things. I'll say that as an antidote for 2018 of, of a resolution, get physically engaged. Right now, there are still people out there who think that video gamers, all they do is sit in a basement and play games all day. Nah, we're badasses. We go out there and we use games to help people. We help kids. We need more stories of that for the news to see. So make it a resolution to get physically involved. Get your, your, your yourselves out there. Be active. 
Yep. So extra, if you want to go to the website, it's extra-life.org. Um, they actually have announced the game day for 2018. So uh, as we jumped into the new year, you've missed your opportunity to contribute to the 10 million plus total that we got in 2017. So a big hand to everyone who participated in Extra Life, the largest total ever raised by the charity event, over 10 million in 2017. So the game day this year for 2018 is November 3rd. So mark that day in your calendar. Uh, even though you cannot contribute to last year's total, you can go ahead and sign up for Extra Life 2018. Again, the website is extra-life.org. And one of the things that you need to know, so you can either sign up to play solo, join a team, or start your own team. And what you want to do is get donations or sponsorships for your 24-hour marathon. And what you need to tell people is that 100% of the donations that you collect, your sponsorships, will go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you've opted to represent. Our donations are tax-deductible, um, and so that's a perk of donating, helping out, and getting a perk for yourself. Um, and, but also, 100% of the funds is going to help some sick kids, and uh, the hospital is trying to help them get through, th- get through some hard times. So it's a win-win situation. Uh, the motto for Extra Life is play games, heal kids, and it, it, again, there's no better win-win situation than I can think of. So November 3rd, mark that on your calendar. We are also sponsored by Amazon. We know that you shop on Amazon because Amazon sells about everything you would ever need in your world. In the world, pretty soon, I'm pretty sure that you won't need to leave your house because you'll just buy it off of Amazon. Toilet paper, crackers, uh, heated blankets, um, space heaters, whatever you need. Video games. So uh, yes, we are sponsored by Amazon. If you want to help us out, before you just go to Amazon.com, go to the front page of Proven Gamer, ProvenGamer.com, and click on the Amazon link. It'll take you directly to Amazon.com. It doesn't take you much extra time. It's not hard, uh, but it does help out the site tremendously. Uh, you know, we put out a lot of great content for you guys, and it's just a way that you can help us uh, keep the site running. Uh, tricky. Uh, again, we'll have to do the Patreon because, quite frankly, I am not as still did not well verse myself with the Patreon. Uh, so, uh, we, we try to keep it professional on Trophy Horrors, but only, we get kind of uncomfortable if it's too professional, so I'm going to keep it, like, mid-level professional with this. Uh, but yes, Tricky, will you please insert the explanation of the Patreon, since I am uh, thus in the dark, and I don't think that, uh, Roberto can shed any more light than I can. Um, that, pa- uh, you know, Proven Gamer is striving to deliver some unique, distinctive quality for your reading and viewing pleasure. We have multiple podcasts, and to keep the lights on, uh, we have a Patreon uh, and now all you can do, you know, and all it requires is just a dollar a month, uh, just to keep our creators like myself and also Al- uh, Alex here, uh, keeping, uh, keeping the lights on, keeping it going. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, totally, it's right there if you'd like to contribute and, uh, any contribution is greatly appreciated and we'll continue to strive and bring forth the best content possible, uh, the way Proven Gamer knows how, as well as expanding into new content in the future as 2018 goes on. Damn, Roberto just showed me up. <laughs> Thank you, Roberto. Uh, You're an, welcome. An important uh, note for pr- Amazon Prime uh, members, uh, if you were awesome and used your Amazon to support me on Twitch, make sure to hop back on twitch.tv backslash Gamer each month and hit the subscribe button again. It's still free, but you have to click it every month to keep it going. Uh, a few people had questions about that. I Okay, so I'm just reading the shit that Tricky wrote. Okay. Um, so basically if you have subscribed to uh, a member of uh, Proven Gamer on Twitch TV, uh, basically you have to go in and sub every month in order for that, uh, that person to keep benefiting from that. Every month that uh, you do, uh, each subscriber gets about $2.50 from every one of you who hit the sub button. So you, by hitting the sub button every month, add uh, $2.50 to that uh, Twitch user's bank account. Um, 
Yeah, and as, as Tricky notes, it adds up, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to do it, especially since you know we give you a lot of great content. Um, so definitely go out and help our uh, subs- uh, help out and subscribe to some of the great gamers on Proven Gamer at uh, twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. You know, I used to say backsplash, and I haven't fucked it up in the longest time, and I'm so proud of myself. Yes, because they made fun of me so many fucking times for saying backsplash, but no, backslash Proven Gamer. Sorry, too off on that little tangent uh lastly we have our shout outs uh roberto do you have any shout outs this week all right uh definitely uh proven gamer turkey you the whole staff thank you for letting me uh on the show this week i appreciate it uh my mom and dad uh and just everybody and uh you know that uh celebrated of course you know mom and dad for letting me that you know of course they powered the internet i'm using the internet here <laughs> but also um and, you know, just uh, my whole family in general and, and just about just like everybody I knew and, and met in 2017, you know, uh, just uh, like 2017 was a great year. I, I kind of learned a lot about myself and, and what uh, what I do with gaming and how I can use gaming to better myself and other people and really tap into my creative talents. Um, I did a lot of stuff last year. And so just to everybody I ever met, you know, um, from the, at the conventions uh, whether it was PAX or Anime, Anime Next New York City or Anime New York City or Anime Next Atlantic City uh, to all my friends who like I love like like a family at, at this point, you know, uh, from Stockton and other places, uh, you know, all of them, um, you know, and uh, just to, because like they are family and at this point and I love every, every one of them and just that uh, I hope like, you know, we have a great 2018 we find and we, we seek and accomplish everything we're hoping for. So, and yeah, just uh, and to you guys, the listeners, uh, I hope your New Year's is great. And, uh, you know, I hope everyone drinks some champagne and had some fun. And we're ready to just get going into the next year. Uh, you're ready to kick some ass. You're ready to get the goals you want to accomplish. If there was somebody you wanted to talk to for a career or a relationship, you do it. If you've ever wanted to get out of your old job and get to a new one, you can do it. If you've ever wanted to achieve something, go someplace, uh, anything like that, you know. I have the fullest confidence and faith and hope that you can get it done. So I got your back wherever you are out there. So it's all you guys. So yeah, uh, let's do it next uh, this year, 2018. That's uh, about 10 years before the robot apocalypse happened. So we got some time. So uh, let's let's not really- talk about Skynet and Terminators on this show. Yeah. We, we, we're still worried about the zombie apocalypse. I don't know which one's coming first. Or in the end, do the robots fight the zombies? That's that could probably make for a good, uh, good something, a good cartoon or good movie. I feel like the zombies would be way underpowered. They'd be in some real shit there. Oh, of course. But also, three years ago, we were supposed to have hoverboards. That never happened. Yeah, it never, it never. Flying cars. Yeah, it was supposed to be. It's supposed to happen a long time ago. And putting like a little something in the microwave and it turns into a giant, uh, uh steamy pizza. Yeah, Back to the Future was way wrong about those flying cars. Uh, so, yep. shout-outs. I would like to uh, give a shout-out to all the listeners. Uh, thank you all for joining us this week, as you do every week, and just sharing some time with us. You guys are the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse, the gasoline, if you will, uh, and we could not have brought the show this far and beyond without your help. So thank you very much for your continued support, whether you download it, whether you talk about the show with your coworkers, whether you write about it or post about it on Facebook, uh, join in the discussion on the Facebook group. Thank you all very much uh, for being listeners. We appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you for Roberto for coming on the show and helping me figure out my issues with Skype. Uh, Skype has been kind of a jerk recently, and I was want to I wanted to blame Microsoft, but you know we got the solution, we got it figured out, and we got a show out. So uh, thank you, Roberto, for coming on and and helping me figure out what was going on. 
Uh, shout outs to Yield, Steven, and Tricky, who could not be here this week. And uh, yeah, that is going to be the end of my shout outs. Uh, so thank you all for joining us this week. This has been episode 331 of Trophy Horse. And as always, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Happy trophy hunting, anyone. Make it a good week. Kick some butt out there. Stay warm, and uh, may the force be with you. I was wondering when you are going to say that. That's kind of your way to end the show. Oh, of course, yeah. It's a great way, because the force is around us, always. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.